0: grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied to each of you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, I want to welcome everyone once again to the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and I'm your host, Minister Marcus Taylor. And as always, for me, it's an honor and a privilege to come before you sharing in the word of the Lord. Amen. Well, tonight, we're going to be talking about a, I won't say a controversial topic, but a topic that has had um, many discussions about it, Uh, People have wondered. um, There have been a lot of uh, speculation, but we're going to try to clear up as much as we can with the time that I have allotted to me on the topic of does God speak today and how does he speak? So sit back and uh, first of all, get you a pen and paper so you can take the scripture references down. Um, Because I have some scriptures that I want you to follow along with and to go back and study for yourself so that you'll know that I'm not making this stuff up. And I'm giving you the word of God so that you yourself can do, as it says in 2 Timothy 2.15, to study and show thyself approved unto God a workman that needs not to be ashamed rightly. And I do mean rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. But before we get started with tonight's lesson and topic, let's go ahead and go to the throne of grace. Most heavenly and righteous, sovereign, awesome God, Lord, we thank you for another day. Thank you for your grace and mercy which you have graciously given to us. Lord, on today we pray um, that you be magnified in everything that we do, that we say, what we think, what we speak. And more importantly, how we conduct ourselves. Father God, I pray right now for those who are struggling, Father God, with the question, Do you speak that on tonight you will use me as a vessel to clear up any confusion, any speculation, and get to the bottom of the truth, which is in your word. I pray for those, Lord, who are going through this COVID-19 and that they are suffering, Father God. I pray that you will watch over them and Heal them by your healing power. I also pray, Father God, for the homeless, the sick, and the shut-in, or those in prisons, or those who are troubled in their minds, Father God. I pray that, Lord, you will give them a peace that passes all understanding to guard their hearts and their minds through Christ Jesus. And, Lord, on tonight, I definitely decrease and get out of the way, praying, begging, and imploring the Holy Spirit to increase. Lord, let the words of my mouth, is always, and a meditation on my heart. Lord, please let it be pleasing in your sight. And with these things I pray, in the mighty name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God, it is so, and I thank you, and amen. Well, tonight, again, we're going to be talking about, or, ask, or asking the question, how does God speak today? And if he does, how? It should be a very interesting topic, so sit back and relax, and, and we'll get into this, amen? Okay, um, as I begin, I'm going to have a foundational passage. Um, turn your Bibles, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 1. And I want to look at verses 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 1. And I want to read verses 1 and 2. And I'll start off reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible says, or reads as thus, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the Father's by the prophets. And two, it says, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Amen. Okay, so that's our foundational passage. It's a lot in there and actually I kinda gave you a hint as to the answer to the question. But we're gonna we're gonna mark we're gonna march through it together and just see what's actually going on Um, as i looked at this particular passage in hebrews i always have to go back and ask some questions as it relates to the bible and what i'm reading in this particular uh, book of hebrews actually is very interesting in itself so i don't want you to be ignorant or not knowing of what's going on in this book. So I'll give you a brief overview of the book of Hebrews. We're not going through Hebrews, but I feel necessary, or I feel that it's necessary in order for you to get an understanding of what I just read um, so that you would know that um, what's going on. Amen. So you need to realize that in that particular era of time, they had many Jewish believers um, who had just stepped out of Judaism, and I'll give you a definition to that in a minute. Into what we know now as Christianity, more or less. Um, They had or they wanted to reverse their course in order that they could escape the persecution by their fellow countrymen. Amen. Now, the writer of Hebrews uh, is exhorting. He's encouraging them to go on to perfection. If you go back and if you read later on in this book on chapter six, looking around verse one. Um, His appeal is based on the superiority of Christ, and it's over the Judaic system. Now, Christ is better than the angels, as we all know, for they worship him. He is better than Moses, for he is created in him. He is also better than the Arianic priesthood, for his sacrifice was once for all time. And we know that Christ is better than the law, for he meditates a better covenant. In short, what I'm saying is there is more to be gained in Christ than to be lost in Judaism. Now, pressing on in Christ will produce for all of us a tested faith, self-discipline, and a visible love that should be seen by all what we do as far as works is concerned. Although, uh, you must realize, family, that the authorized King James Version uses the title the epistle of paul the apostle to the hebrews let it be known that there is no earlier manuscript evidence to support that paul was the writer of hebrews um, the oldest and most reliable title is a uh, pros ebarius it means to the hebrews so i read that to you just so you can get understanding of um, the book of Hebrews itself but this particular two passages of our foundation uh, you have to know that in case someone tells you Well, Hebrews was written by Paul we don't know that for sure it doesn't say it just says uh, the epistle to the Hebrews now the people want to acknowledge and say that maybe it possibly could be just because of the way that it's written it has some, uh, some nuances that um, would suggest that Paul is the writer, but again, you never want to use a blind speculation on any parts of the Bible, which leads us to um, our topic on tonight. And the question is, how does God speak today? Um, many people have argued this point. More often times than not, it's gotten to be, be a heated discussion. Um, you have those in different faiths and different religions that want to say, no, God does not speak today. He only spoke in times past, as the Bible says. We just read uh, Hebrews 1 and 2. But if you look at Hebrews 1 and 2, it also gives you the answer of how God does speak today. But before we get into um, what we just read as far as our foundational verse, which which actually answers the question. I don't want to be one of the uh, teachers that keep you in waiting for the answer. I'm telling you up front. Uh, We just read it. I'll read it again. Verse 1 and 2. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, pay attention, has in these last days, which we are, and I'll give you some verses on that too, spoken to us by his son, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom he made the worlds amen so as we just looked at Hebrews chapter one verses one and two, we answered we answered the question of does God speak? yes, in times past he spoke to the prophets um, in the forefathers and the prophets, and now he speaks his son Jesus Christ whom he has given all power and authority so we know that Jesus is the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father except through who through Jesus Christ himself so um, turn your Bibles to second Timothy chapter three looking at uh, verses uh, 16 to 17 2nd Timothy. So familiar verse of scripture. I'm not quite sure I've, I've used this particular verse many times. And I just want you all to get an understanding of what I'm saying. So, 2nd Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of god may be complete or mature thoroughly equipped for every good work so with this particular two passages we are learning that the bible is inspired by god so i pose this question to you if god wasn't going to speak then why did he even inspire the bible to be written Hmm, something to make you go. Hmm. Because people want to argue and say why? And you know, God is not speaking. Well, if that's the case. And that, if that was his choice, which he has, he could have not spoken at all. It wouldn't have been no need for a Bible. So even in the point that there is a Bible, lets you know that God wanted to speak and he wanted to give. As, this, as the verses I just read state, instruction. He wanted to give us reproof. He wanted to give correction, and again, instruction in what? In righteousness. It's like a owner's manual or instruction manual for the believer, and I've said that many times too. That you know, when you buy an electronic device or that new phone that you just bought, you are so anxious to tear it open and tear the box apart and get to that device and you don't even realize that the most important part of that packaging you haven't even taken out or you may have just thrown it away and that's the instructions because you want to jump into it so quickly because you think you know how to operate it but just like the bible our lives need instruction and god has sought fit that he wanted to allow us the opportunity to be able to navigate through this life correctly by the instruction of his word. So again, I pose the question to anyone that's asking, does God speak today? The answer is emphatically yes. He does speak today. Just like he spoke to the prophets and, his, and the forefathers, as the Bible says in latter times, He in previous times, now he's speaking to us through his son, which is the word. Matthew 4 verse 4 says man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god amen so I have to realize that when you run across questions like this and people um, on youtube or some of the other um, online services are arguing or just people in the church in general when you hear conversations about people arguing about god and is he speaking and Some of these, I think, unnecessary theological questions. Just go back to the Bible because the Bible is clear and the Bible always interprets itself. But just like I said earlier, the question is, and the question should be asked, why does a person think that God is not speaking? What made you or them or whoever is saying or asking the question, why do you believe that God is not speaking? You can look at so many passages of the Bible and see that God is speaking. Too many to be exact, Amen. Let me give you. Let me give you a few here. Genesis one and verse three. Then God said, <laughs> "Let there be light," and there was light. Okay, the word "said" means He's speaking, Amen. So that's one. Write that one down. Go, go next to Genesis one and verse six. Again, then God said, "Let there be." And expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters Genesis 1 and 11 then God said let the earth sprout vegetation plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them and it was so so those three verses I just read to you are talking about God speaking so you know that he speaks amen okay let's see go to Psalms uh, 50 i'm going to pick it up at verse one the mighty one being god the lord has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting i'm kind of chuckling here because it's like how can anyone sit and say that god is not speaking through his word (laughs) it's just this is this this it's amazing to me okay um top of my head, let's see here, Ezekiel 12 and 25, I think it is, yeah, Ezekiel 12 and 25, for I the Lord will speak, and whatever word I speak will be performed, it will no longer be delayed, for in your days, O, O rebellious house, I will speak the word and perform it, declares the Lord God, amen, okay, I hope you're writing these down, Because I'm giving you what the Bible says. I'm giving you the scripture. I'm not telling you this in my own intellect. But I'm telling you what the word of the Lord is saying. Uh, Let's go to Exodus chapter 20. And I want to look at verse 22. Then the Lord said to Moses. Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel. You yourselves have seen that I have spoken to you from heaven. Amen. So. Again, we're talking about God speaking, and the Bible is clear, and it's giving us the word of God. Pay attention to what the Bible is saying. Exodus chapter 33, looking at verse 9. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would, get this, speak to Moses. (laughs) exodus 33 and verse 11 thus the lord used to speak to moses face to face just as man speaks to his friend when moses returned to the camp his servant joshua the son of nun a young man would not depart from the tent okay now we just read in hebrews where it says that that god spoke to the prophets and to the forefathers in previous times this is giving you an example as i've been in the old testament so far uh, so now I want to skip to the New Testament and give you some verses of Scripture that are in the New Testament to show you that yes, although God spoke um, in the Old Testament to the forefathers and to the prophets, He also is speaking or spoke in the New Testament. Look, if you will, at the Book of John, chapter nine, looking at verse twenty-nine. The Bible says, well, "We, we know that God has spoken to Moses, which we do, but as for this man," We do not know where he is from. Okay. So there's a one scripture we have to realize that God is speaking in the New Testament. Amen. And it's always good for you to, to know what the word of the Lord is saying. Okay. Now, um, turn with me, if you will. Let's see what I'm going to give here. Let's go to Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 3. And I want to look at verse 21. Acts 3 and 21. Whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from the ancient time. This goes directly in unison with what I read in Hebrews chapter 1 and verses 1 and 2. Yeah, because it talks about God speaking in the old covenant. Amen. So you have to realize that God is speaking and he does speak to us now. Now, the problem that we have for people not understanding if God is speaking is people don't want to listen. And that's just the basic part of it. We are living in a day and time where people's opinions matter most. And people do not, I repeat, do not want to hear anything from God. They want to do it their own way. They don't want to listen to what the, what the Bible says. They don't want to listen to um instruction i read to you second timothy chapter uh chapter two um, um no second timothy three sixteen and 17 and it talks about how god gives instruction uh, correction reproof and that it's it's also that the bible is inspired by god but i get like i said before the problem we have is that people don't want to listen when god is speaking So it's not a question of, is God speaking to the people now? The question is, are we listening? Because obviously we're not to a large degree. I'm not saying everybody's not paying attention. But for a large number of people, (laughs) they're not paying attention or listening at all. And how do I know this? Look at the world today. Look at what's going on in the world today. And everything that's happened. And I'm not just talking about this pandemic. That's, That's a very big one. But before COVID-19 even happened, look how people were living their lives. Disobedient, haters of good, selfish, self-righteous, lovers of themselves, lusting for money, lusting for possessions, placing everything um, in their lives above God, except having God to be in the forefront. And so... When people want to say, well, why did God why does God allow things like this pandemic to happen? Well, you ask yourself the question, did you remove God from everything in life? Have we walked our own path? And the question is, of course we did. Let me give you an example. I don't know how many I'm dating, kind of dating myself, but um, I read an article. I remember it. I will remember it because I don't think I was... Um, Of course, I wasn't there to to notice or to see what happened. But I remember when people were talking about um, prayer being taken out of school. And you see what happened after that. It was a slow decline that picked up speed like it was going downhill. And look at the educational system of our schools today. It is a mess. The rate of kids that dropped out of school compared to those in the in the early 70s, 60s, and, and even before was so much lower as it relates to when after the 80s and on up. Kids in the 90s and 2000s had the impression that they didn't even need school, so they started dropping out of school. That wasn't even an option when I was going to school. You don't drop out of school and do what? But there's a lot of other issues that go along with these kids thinking that it's okay to drop out of school and my point is this when they when that happened and they allowed that to take place taking prayer out of school that was actually something that man wanted to do so by man doing that he actually caused a lot of the woes or the consequences that follow now is God speaking yes he is speaking he ain't speaking in his word. Turn, if you will, to the book of of uh, Matthew, chapter twenty-four. Let me give you some 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 word in twenty-four. Matthew twenty-four. This was a good chapter to read, and uh, and you'll see that God is speaking. He's giving He's giving warning, is what He's doing. And he has been giving warning for a long time. The problem is, again, people just don't want to listen. They want to do their own thing, and then when the consequences come, now we. Now we're sitting around looking crazy. (laughs) But uh, this is what it says. Matthew 24. Let's pick it up at verse 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. uh, For many will come in my name saying, I am Christ and will deceive many. Let me stop there. You had some people that actually thought that they were Christ. Human beings now, men who actually in their minds thought they were Jesus Christ. And the sad part, the sad part about this is that they had actual followers that believed that he was Christ. Why? Because the person who was running around saying he was Jesus Christ knew that the people who he had followers knew they weren't going to read, knew they weren't going to investigate So he played on their emotions, played on their weaknesses. And as the Bible says here in Matthew 24, verse 5, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And that's exactly what happened. Verse 6, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Have we had that? Yes, we do. Wars and rumors of wars have been going on for a long time. But the Bible says, See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. So you still have people who are saying today, in their own intellect, in their own opinions, that the earth is about to come to an abrupt end. And they've even been some people that have actually given ex- explicit and specific dates and times that the world was going to end. Remember, 2000. Um, 1999 going to 2000 people were losing their minds because they didn't know what the new millennium was going to was going to bring they thought for sure that as soon as 2000 hit that everything was just going to go chaotic 1999 went 2000 came 2000 went here we are 2021 do you understand (laughs) what I'm saying (laughs) <laughs> it's it's just amazing, man. Uh, I don't know. People want to uh, to guess and to give speculation on things, but um, the Bible is always going to be true. Let's get back to the word. Seven for nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines. When we have famines, there are countries in the world today that don't have enough food. Matter of fact, here in the United States, um, um, which is crazy, you still have people who are hungry. We are living in one of the richest nations, well, can't say the richest anymore because we have taken a back seat to a couple of other nations, but it was a point where the United States was the most prosperous and the most and the richest nation that there was. And hunger was an issue. Don't know why? Well, I do know why. Because of selfishness and people not wanting to help other people. Um, Pride and greed have taken over this nation and other nations like the United States. And I'm saying this because it's the truth. It's not that I don't love my nation, but at the same time, the truth is the truth. We have walked away from the precepts, the principles, and the dictates of God. And because we have done so, we are in a, a horrendous state. And until we get back to God and the things of God and listen to him speak, which he's doing through his word, things are going to be worse. So that's just the, the scheme of it. Amen. All right, let's go to verse eight. Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. Now the word pestilence is very important, family, because this is talking about ver- uh, diseases. What are we dealing with right now with, this pe- with the virus, COVID-19? It's a pestilence. Amen. It's a pestilence. It's a disease. So we already know that God is speaking. He warned us. This is nothing new. This stuff has been in in his Bible for many, many years. So how dare people say God is not speaking today? He's speaking right now. We need to give back to God. How How do I know this? Look at 2 Chronicles 7. 14 if my people who are called by my name you know the verse i'm not going to quote it for you i want you to go back yourself and read it second chronicles chapter 7 verses 14 and 15 go back in your spare time or even after this podcast and read that you tell me god ain't speaking he's also given instruction on how to get this pestilence or this virus out of the land but people will not read it to understand what god is saying he's given basic instruction How can we not know that God is not speaking today? Okay, let's go here to verse 8. And these things are the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows. God is warning us, has been warning. Then he will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Christianity is one of the, the most, if not the most hated religion in the world. When you want to get people stirred up, bring up the name of Jesus Christ and see what happens. Now, even in the workplace, people can talk about Muhammad. They can talk about um, any other, these these Eastern religions and nothing is said. But you talk about Christianity and bringing up the name Jesus Christ and you're going to have a war on your hands. Trust me. Now, I've experienced it. You can't talk about Jesus like you can other religions. Because the enemy knows the power that we have at our disposal when we share the good news of Jesus Christ. Why do you think he comes so hard against a believer? Because he knows that the Bible is true. He knows what God has spoken in his word. He knows that if we would take the time to read, understand, meditate, and apply the word of God to our lives... The power we would have. We can't go around here believing what man has said. Look at what the Bible says. That's the most important thing. And I can't stress this enough, amen. Okay, my time is running short here. Let's let's get let's keep going. Verse 10, verse number nine. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another then many false prophets will arise and deceive many and because lawlessness will abound the love of many will grow cold this is where we are today love has grown cold people are so concerned about their fore and no more it used to be growing up and again i'm dating myself when i when I, in our neighborhood everybody knew everybody i mean i'm talking about blocks over You could be a kid riding a bike, which we did back then, riding around to different other neighborhoods, and you were doing something you had no business doing. The neighbors would would pull you to the side and say, look, what you're doing is wrong, and I'm going to call your parents and let them know. And they did that. And you got in trouble by the neighbor, but you also got in trouble when you got home from your parents because the community, the neighborhood, knew you. They were in a close-knit community. You got people that you live close to now that you don't even know half your neighbors i would I would be willing to guess or to say how many of you that's listening to this podcast tonight know your neighbors personally, know the person on the next block or just across the street. Chances are you don't because it's a different day and time. The mindset is different so. Getting back to my topic, and I'm about to end this podcast, how does God speak today? It's simple. It's through the Word of God, which goes right back to my verse, to my my topic verse, which is found in Hebrews chapter 1 and verses 1 and 2. And I'll read this, and I will end for tonight. Amen. The Bible says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoken times past but to the fathers by the prophets we know that I've given you scripture and verse 2 says has in these last days which I just got through talking about in Matthew 24 has spoken by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom he made the world that's the answer to the question how does God speak today through his word does he speak today yes he does he's always been speaking again the problem is not God speaking the problem has been are people paying attention to when he is talking God's not going to scream and holler like some of these preachers in the pulpit that do all this extra stuff I'm not going to go there but he's not going to hoop and holler and scream it's a still small voice And the point is, if you're not in tune or you don't have a relationship close enough with God to be able to hear him speak, then you're not going to know what he's saying. So as I close this podcast, I want to invite anyone who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior to get to know my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because we're living in the last days. And it would be a tragedy. It would be a travesty if you did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And your life ended. And you wake up in eternity totally separated from God. To me, that is the the saddest, most most horrific thought any person should have in their life. Because contrary to what some people may say, and and you have people out here that don't believe in heaven or hell. You got people who think that, that we're living in hell right now. Not even close. Think about it eternity is a long time and you're going to be separated from god for eternity oh no i wouldn't i just to think of the thought makes me grieve and it saddens me that's why i'm trying to do everything i can to live my life the best i can so that i can spend eternity with god and i have that assurance because i accepted jesus christ as my lord and savior will you join me Will you take the time to evaluate your life right now and discover you need a Savior? You need Jesus Christ. The gospel of the kingdom is being preached to all nations, as it says in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. And when that last person does hear the gospel, then you better look up because our redemption draws nigh. This is not a time for us to be playing around and joking and, and, and doing what we wanted to do. Take the example of Noah and the flood. It talks about the people were marrying and and being married and doing all the things that they wanted to do and looked around and what happened? The flood came and wiped them all out. I'm quite sure when those waters got to the point where they were too high and people were basically swimming for their lives and they seen the ark of Noah floating, they were crying out, we believe you now. Help us, save us. But it was too late. Look at that example for where we are now. The ark is salvation in Jesus Christ. That is the safety. The floodwaters represented in that flood are people that are not going to be saved. And it's going to be too late. Because the floodwaters, just like it was in Noah's day, were so high that it covered the whole earth. There's nothing that's going to be able to save those people who are. If they don't confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, what are you going to do? There isn't any other option at that point. It's too late. So let it not be said that people haven't tried to um, extend the invitation. And I'm not trying to beat anybody up. It's actually your choice. I would prefer that you would give Jesus Christ a try. He won't fail you. At least give him a try. But again, the choice is yours. You can decide to live your own life your own way and live it without Christ or to live your life with Christ and inherit eternal life. Well, I've taken up enough of your time on tonight. I want to thank you all for listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Again, um, it's a privilege and an honor to come before God's people sharing in the word of the Lord. So I pray that you all have a blessed evening. Uh, get in your word, read your word. And as always, in all you're getting, please get an understanding. Amen.